Touching is not a key part of the one-to-one -one dialogue. Um, how can we really elevate the, the dialogue? What is the mood that we need to create? And how do we ask questions? Sometimes when we come together, it can be a little bit awkward. And it's, I've got to meet my mentor, what am I going to say? And also for the mentor, it's equally awkward. So because it's like, I don't, know, I don't know what's going on in their life. Where do I start? Are they still chanting Hare Krishna? So the idea here is to really think about some key skills, characteristics, qualities that we need to bring together uh, in order to be better mentees and be me better mentors as well. So the first thing I want to ask is, are you a mentor? Raise your hand if you are a mentor. Okay, not many actually, interestingly. Okay, so if you are a mentor on the guy's side, move towards the wall and the mentees come in here because we're going to do group work. And likewise for the ladies, if you're a mentor, move that way so we can have a group of the mentors come together and the mentees on this side. I know everyone is a mentee as well, but we're going to do a little exercise. I don't see that much movement going on here. Okay, there's a little bit. There's a little, little bit. So we have those pieces of paper. We have the pieces of paper. Yes, please, yeah. Okay, so the first exercise is a very, very simple one. If you are in a mentor group, I want you to come up with a list of skills, qualities, characteristics that you need to bring to the conversation to elevate that dialogue. So from a mentor perspective, what do you need to do? And exactly the same from a mentee perspective. Skills, qualities, characteristics, qualities. So if we could break into maybe groups of four or five, uh, there is some paper being distributed here by myself. Yeah, thank you so much. Is everyone clear on what you do? We clear on what we do? How are you gonna be better mentors? How are you gonna be better mentees when it comes to that one-to-one -one conversation that you are having? You have five minutes to do this, five minutes to do this. Come up with as many points as you can.
Two more minutes, two more minutes. One more minute to go, one more minute to go. Okay, and that is time, that is time. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm gonna begin with the mentors. I'm gonna ask you, so mentors, I think it's you lot at the back there, and then I'll go over to the lady side. 
How do we elevate the conversation as mentors? What do you think of the things that we need to bring to the conversation? Okay, so I'm going to start with the ladies. Thank you so much. I know what you were saying. You were saying silence is important so that you can let the mentees listen. I got it, I got it. Okay, okay ladies. So the question is exactly what we just discussed for the last 12 minutes. Yeah, do you want to pick one? Because you, you'd still beat what they said. Being non-judgmental, okay? Being non-judgmental. What else have we got? Understanding your role as a mentor. Okay. Active listening, boys. Active listening. Hare Krishna. Shh. Active listening. Yes. Wow. Confidential. What the answer is confidential. Confidentiality. Yes. Yeah, so in order to give, you need to be full of yourself. Replenish, beautiful. How far to go? Exactly, don't overstep. Know when, when to pass over to Navi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> As an example, yeah. Open-minded. Open-minded. What else? Yeah, that's nice to do. <laughs> exactly, yes. Try and keep it a spiritual focus, absolutely. I'm getting really worried about our mentorship. <laughs> yes. What else have we got? Non-authoritative. Okay, that's an interesting one. We've had authoritative. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You said it up. anything relevant to say? <laughs> any more, any more? Mentors? Yeah. Be a cheerleader. So encourage. Yeah, I mean you can encourage, you can also cheerlead, yes. Anything else on the voice side? Well connected. Well connected. So you're going to enter into this dialogue making sure you're well connected. Beautiful. So link to the previous point, knowing, knowing how far you can go. Good. Any more? Any more, any more? Before we move on? Calm. 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 Okay, be grounded. Okay. Thank you. This is a little bit small. Apologies. First one we had was active listening, paying full attention to what your mentee is saying, showing genuine interest in their life and actually being present to what they're not actually saying. So you have to be really switched on. We've got so many things going on as mentors that it can be really hard to be fully present, not bringing in all your own life nonsense into that space, which is meant to be a sacred space for them to be able to share and receive guidance. I've, I've, I've listed eight in total. Empathy, acknowledge emotions and experiences and respond in a sensitive and compassionate way and meet them where they are. So don't assume that they should be a certain way along. 
have that level of sensitivity. And sometimes, again, if we are wired in a particular way, we may not be sensitive. We may not be empathetic to really understand the challenges that we don't face, but for them are huge mountains. So really being compassionate and empathetic in our approach. Number three, curiosity. This is like the foundational principle when it comes to coaching. And it works with mentorship as well, that as mentors, we think we know all the answers because we've been doing this for a long time, but actually we don't. So as mentors, we have to go in with this mindset of, I don't know, I need to ask really good questions to deepen my understanding. And as I've said there, adopt a coaching approach before a directive approach. So to this point about being authoritarian, <laughs> um, I can't even say the word because it's so um, anti to what I am. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of a coaching approach is ask questions because if you ask questions first, you'll be able to serve in a better way moving forward. If you just jump in with advice, then you may not be giving them the advice that they actually need to hear. Number four, authenticity. Be willing to share thoughts, feelings, and experience in an open, vulnerable, and honest way in order to build trust. Sometimes as mentors, we think we have to be a superman or superwoman, and it's just like, no one's gonna break through this steel. But we need to show that actually we are vulnerable, we are human. Because when we mentor in that way, we connect in a much deeper way, and the mentee is far more likely to open up as a result. So don't try and be a hero because we aren't heroes. There's only a few people that are complete heroes, but for most of us, we are all struggling with the same things. Now, there's a balance to be had. It's not that you go to your mentee and pour out your heart and say, I'm struggling with this, <laughs> can you help me? Because you're not peers, there is a different relationship dynamic. But at the same time, I think real honesty goes a long way. And I do think this is something that is often missing, but I've seen is the most powerful way to connect. Number five, obviously to the cheerleading point, be supportive, encourage your mentee to achieve their goals uh, and focus on finding solutions to obstacles. So if they come with lots of challenges, the idea isn't look back and allow them to dwell, you know, just get into that victim mindset, but really focus on how do we move forward? What is the solution that I need to find? Number six, guidance. Providing valuable insights, advice, resources based on your own experiences and expertise. As it's been said, there's only so far we can go, but that is what we're there for ultimately. It's to provide guidance. Sorry. I had a fish in my eyes. My flow just got better. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, perfect timing, empowerment. Okay, so build confidence and autonomy. Build confidence and autonomy by enabling to make their own decisions and take ownership of development. This is a really important point. Uh, if, just focus on this just for a moment. I know, we, I know we lost attention just for a moment. But it's really important that we don't step in and try and run our mentees' lives. You have to empower them. Ultimately, everyone flies their own plane in Christian consciousness. So it can be, really, it can be a risk that as a mentor, we almost get attached to the idea of this person is dependent on me, they need me for advice, they need me in every single situation, and that's not the case. If you really wanna serve someone, you've got to get them to the place where they're able to make their own decisions and be critical thinkers, independent critical thinkers. And the final one was, create a safe and non-judgmental environment 
act with honesty, integrity, and confidentiality. Now, you might assume these are givens, but actually they're often not, and these are some of the complaints that we hear, that you know, mentors can be um, frivolous, they can talk about things, but if the, if the mentee doesn't feel that it's a completely non-judgmental space, I guarantee that they are not gonna open up about their deepest anarchists, because they're not gonna trust you. And then the whole relationship becomes so superficial. It doesn't become something that's actually gonna transform their heart. So all the jokes aside, I think we have a lot of work to do as mentors, genuinely. And these are principles that obviously that you hear in coaching, in counseling, in therapy, but the same principles apply in mentorship as well. So I think as mentors, we need to raise the bar. But I also think it's a two-way street. And so I think as mentees as well, there's a number of mistakes that mentees make when it comes to having that relationship and making the most of that dialogue. So I wanna ask you now, for the mentees, what are your list of things that you need to bring to make sure I'm gonna grab this opportunity of associating with someone more senior than me who's taking time out of their busy schedule to try and lift me up? So mentees, what do we have over here? Okay, beautiful. So being honest. Yes, thank you. Huge one, yeah. It's actually making time to connect. What else? Over here, is this a mentee group? Oh. Don't be afraid to. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, take constructive criticism. Beautiful, thank you. Have a mood of learning. Yes, good. Trust in what they say. Any mentees back there, anything different? Actually do, actually follow through with the commitment. Yes, good. Anything else that hasn't been said? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm going to go on to my list, and most of those were covered there. And the first one is actually the one that's just been mentioned there. Prepare for the session. Take initiative, proactive steps to seek guidance, exploring goals, obstacles, and challenges. So, so often, a mentee will come up to a mentor and say, Okay, so we've got a session now. What would you like to talk about? And it's like, it's not what would I like to talk about, what would you like to talk about? Have you even thought about where are your challenges in your life? Have you even thought about where I am now and where I need to go forward? It's really, you've got to think about it as a precious opportunity to tap into their experience and their, their depth in their spiritual practice. So make sure that you are preparing for the session as mentees. Honesty, be open, be vulnerable. Your mentor isn't a mind reader. By the way, this applies to gurus as well, later on. So sometimes we go there and say, maybe my mentor can understand through the super soul exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, if the guru doesn't understand necessarily, unless Krishna reveals, then why is the mentor who's only a few years older than you gonna understand? You have to vocalize, you have to articulate what you are feeling, but you have to be open and vulnerable. And yes, there's a role to play in terms of creating that circle of trust and psychological safety, but at the same time, we, we, have to, we have to be open. 
And if, the, if it's not the right mentor where you can't be open, then you have to find the right mentor. Because that is crucial. If there's no honesty, there won't be growth. Third one, collaboration. Co-create solutions, set goals, achieve desired outcomes. It's your life, you have to set the goals. One of the biggest mistakes that mentees make is this over-dependence on mentors, where they're fully saying, okay, what should I do with my life? Should I chart more rounds? Should I read more? Should I serve more? Well, maybe, but what do you think you should be doing? The mentor can help you co-create those goals, but ultimately it's for you. It's your relationship with Krishna. It's your spiritual life. So don't just lean on the mentor and say, it's totally up to you to tell me what I'm going to do. And, and some mentees use the mentor in that way, and it's an inappropriate way because it's a risky way, ultimately. Because the mentor is not always going to be around, and sometimes the mentor won't give you... Let's say the mentor gives you some guidance on that basis, and then you, don't follow, you, know, you follow it, it doesn't work out, and say, oh, the mentor told me to do that. But you've got, you've got to own it. You've got to own the goal that you are setting. Number four, accountability. So develop independent thinking and problem-solving skills. Fly your own plane. Really important. I, I, when you first start Christian consciousness, there is an element of, I really don't know anything, so I'm fully dependent on my mentor. But then when you're 40 years old and you're still asking the same questions, it's like, how long is this going to continue? Like, really, and, and I'm sure Naveen feels that every time I go up to him. What should I do with my life, Naveen? And so he says, please refer to point number four in your own, <laughs> in your own presentation. So, so the idea is that we have to take responsibility for our own life. And it's much easier to just pass on the buck and say, let someone else take responsibility. But it's not healthy, and we're not going to grow in that way. So, yeah, please take accountability for your own life as mentees. Number five, self-awareness. Reflect on your strengths and areas for development and seek opportunities for self-development as well. If we're not stopping to introspect and reflect on our own journey outside of that one-to-one -one meeting, how are we going to learn and grow when we're actually in the meeting? How many of you journal? Okay, so at some point we need to get, get to a place where it's 100% hands up. Because when we journal, we actually get an opportunity to dump all of, that, all of that that's in our brain onto a piece of paper and then really reflect on what's going on in our life. But the drive has to come from us to reflect on those strengths and being self-aware. So if the mentor says to you, why don't you do this service? You should be able to say, well, I'm not sure that's exactly aligned with my nature. This is what I think. What do you think? And then, we, then there can be a conversation. But if you just go with, okay, you want me to do this, okay, I'll do it. But then you're going to get fried out, it's not going to be sustainable, and then you're going to get frustrated. And you won't get frustrated with anyone else other than the, at the mentor. You'll start causing offences, and ultimately you're going to damage your own spiritual life. So you have to be self-aware. Number six, gratitude. Please respect your mentor's time, expertise, support, and honour their boundaries. They actually have a life as well. I know, I know, it's, I know it's hard to believe but every moment they're giving you one-to-one -one time, they may have five other mentees, they may have ten other mentees. I mean, there's a lot going on. And here we are speaking about mentorship. We have swamis in the room who, you know, there's constantly a pull on their time. And sometimes we think we are the center of the universe. And it's like, why are they not giving me their time? Well, may maybe their time is being invested with 100,000 other people in different ways. 
So please have gratitude for the fact that mentors are giving up their time to support you. And, and this goes, obviously everyone here is a mentee. So this applies to if you're a mentee with your mentor, if you're a mentor with your mentor and, and all the way up. So gratitude for that. Number seven, humility. Be receptive to new ideas, perspectives and feedback from the mentor. And then number eight, show commitment. Follow through on agreed outcomes um, and also keep your mentor updated in terms of what is going on. So I'm going to do one further exercise with you. And I would like you, and this is going to be, you can do this individually or you can do it in a group if it's easier. But I want you to think about these different ones on the mentor list, if you are a mentor, um, if, you're on the, if you're on the mentee list, the mentee, but if you're both, you, you can pick and choose. And I want you to give yourself a bit of a scale between one and 10. One, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very good at this, and 10, I'm fantastic at this. So if you are a mentor and you think, yeah, I'm really, I'm really good with my active listening, I'm someone who makes sure that I'm not distracted in the conversation, then give yourself a seven or an eight. If you know that when your mentees are having that one-to-one -one time, you're already thinking about what you need to do next, then give yourself an honest assessment in that regard. And think about these as you go all the way through. So curiosity, how often do you ask really deep, meaningful questions with, without judgment to try and understand their situation? Where do you meet them where they are with sensitivity? How open and vulnerable are you with your own challenges? So this is a challenge for yourself to really self-reflect and think, how good a mentor am I? Because we all have room for improvement. Likewise, on the mentee side, are you being open and honest? Or are you just assuming they're going to be able to read your mind? Are you preparing sufficiently before you say, please, can I have some time with you? Have you taken up, have you taken up that time to reflect yourself? Do you have the necessary humility as to when they give you feedback? Do you work on it? Or are you just saying, mm, they don't know me very well? So it's really important that we, we do this little exercise. And you may, obviously it's one, you can obviously take a picture of the slide and do it in your own time as well. But as a minimum, I'd like you to reflect and think, what am I doing really well? So what would be your highest score? And what would be your lowest score on, on both sides, depending on where you are? And then I'm going to come back and if you are feeling open and honest, then I'm going to ask if anyone would like to share what they think they're doing well and how you do it and where you feel there is room for improvement. Clear? Okay, let's take five minutes for that.
One more minute. Think about what is your highest score and what is your lowest score. What are you doing well and where is there room for improvement? Okay, that is time, that is time. So I'm gonna start with the boys' side again. Hopefully you are more responsive this time round. So we'll start with the mentors. Would anyone like to share, and I appreciate that this requires a level of vulnerability, but what was your lowest score? What was the area that you felt that you could potentially improve the most on that list there? Or maybe it's one that's not on the list that you felt actually I need to improve as a mentor. Krishna Sucker. So how, how do you encourage your mentees at the moment? So you can't set the goals, but it's just... Just say nice stuff. Just say nice words. Okay. So, so you're saying actually the bit that you find hard is actually making it a, a tangible goal-setting exercise. Okay. Thank you. Matthews? Uh, on the mentor side, what was, what was an area you felt that you could develop? Nelamani? Providing a safe space. You feel that's an area that you, you, you could improve. Okay, and how could you improve it? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Mentor side? Yes. Go on, Minty. Yep. Okay, so struggle with that because you prefer to just ask, tell me what to do as opposed to let's collaborate with the solution. But, but more like telling myself what to do because I, don't, I almost don't realise I can actually get people to join. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like outside the lens. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to mention about this, that obviously this is about the mentor-mentee dialogue, but these are skills that you should think about with all of your Christian conscious relationships. This isn't limited to just your mentor. We all have peers, we all have juniors, and we all have um, seniors. So really think about how you apply these principles in life. And, and one more on the lady's side, one thing that you could improve? Yes. And you'll get so much more out of it if you, if you do prepare. Fantastic. Just to finish on a positive, though, let's go with one thing that you feel you're doing really well. And what is it that you do that makes that, that number work so well? It can be on the mentor or the mentee side. Mahaj.
feel the, the burden, you know, how am I going to sort this out for them? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and neither is that sustainable, nor is it um, helpful, actually, mm. to the person, because even if you find them in a good condition, they won't take that ownership. Mm. So that's something that I've tried to improve. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I think, it, I think it, and it comes from a good place from the mentor's perspective. They really want to help. They want to save. There's, there's, a, there's an overwhelm of compassion, but actually real compassion needs to be delivered through empowerment for a sustainable solution. Brilliant. Thank you, Marge. Anyone here like to share? Something that you're doing very, I know this is hard because you're all very humble, but something that you're doing well, that, and, and please share how, how you are doing it well. What do you actually do? What's your highest score? Yes, Honestly. Honestly, as a mentee? As a mentee, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I think as I said, your mentor is your mind reader. I did have this problem initially when I first came into coaching where I was like, oh, they're going to know everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I'm your mentor. Thank you so much. One more from the ladies. Something you're doing well. Yes, Rusty. Thank you so much. So one idea that we are trialing with the mentorship system is potentially putting together a framework of questions so that when you do have your one-to-one -one meetings, there are, there are ready, just like the sacred sangha idea, that there are questions that you can go to. But what we don't want it to be is for it to be very uh, rigid. So we still want it to be flexible wherever the conversation flows in a natural way, where the need of the day is. But it just will take away that initial, what do we speak about? Uh, if we do move forward, I hope I haven't overcommitted there because it's something we're exploring, obviously. But if you would find that helpful, please do feedback to Krishna Sucker uh, and the mentorship team. I'm going to hand over now to Naveen Krishna Prabhu, but uh, thank you all so much for your participation. Hare Krishna. Thank you.